Welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and every Tuesday I'll cover a topic related to binge eating, procrastination or self-acceptance. I'll share some of my experience and hopefully encourage you not to give up on the recovery. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on binge eating, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer. Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Welcome to another episode of Binge on Self-Love podcast. I'm your host, Anchi. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just the other day, I was going through the statistics and I find it so fascinating and exciting that someone actually does listen to this podcast. I am so excited and so grateful for all your support. So thank you so, so much. I think it's really important to keep talking about these kind of topics and have these kinds of conversations and I really hope to do interviews in the future and bring more perspectives and more experience from someone else as well. Today's episode is actually going to be a follow-up on the previous episode where I covered four common misconceptions people have about eating disorders. In today's episode, I would like to cover a few more myths and misconceptions simply because I think there are so many of them and that still so many misconceptions prevail, not only among the general public, but also among people who have an eating disorder. If you haven't yet heard the first part, I'll make sure to leave a link to the episode in the show notes so you can listen to it either now or after the episode. So let's get into it. Misconception number five is a solution to binge eating is either a diet or weight loss. There are most certainly many, many steps of the recovery process and many steps on how to stop binge eating. But let me tell you straight away that another diet is not one of them. Yes, you may lose weight during the process, but in my opinion, weight loss should never be the primary end goal. If you want to recover from binge eating disorder or any eating disorder in particular, your priority should be your health, both physical and mental health, not the weight loss. I personally find the focus on weight loss extremely triggering for me. Whenever I would set a goal that I want to stop binge eating because I want to lose weight, then I would never ever stick to the recovery because I was so demotivated I was so angry and frustrated because I could never reach that goal. And even more, chances are that dieting got you into the binge eating problems in the first place. This is of course not true for everybody, but for some of you it may be the case. And by dieting, you're only making the habit and the binge eating cycle stronger. 
You know, it's like with the elephant, when someone tells you, you should not think about an elephant, and then all you can think of is the actual elephant. I think it's the same with the recovery process for binge eating. At least it was for me. Maybe it can be the same for some of you as well. Whenever I would say to myself, I will stick to this kind of diet or this kind of eating habits and I cannot eat this and that and whatever, then automatically all I could think of was just the food that I forbid myself. If you forbid yourself eating the food you like and the food you crave like chocolate or peanut butter and jelly, then all you're going to think about will be the chocolate and the peanut butter jelly or whatever. And for the longest time, I believe that the solution to my binge eating problems was to finally like gather all my willpower and start restricting what I was eating. And I did actually believe each and every time that this time this is going to work for me. I'm going to work really, really hard and I'm going to push through and this time I will lose all the weight and I will stop binge eating forever. But as many binge eaters know, when you restrict yourself, the urge to binge on all the food you've been saying no to becomes like 10,000 times stronger. And what actually helped me and what could help some of you as well is try not to think about food as healthy food and as junk food, aka the food you crave. I know it's really hard and it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. Try to focus on nourishing your body. I know this will sound crazy, but I literally sometimes imagine how my body will feel and how every cell of my body will feel and grow from the food I ate. For example, like an avocado toast. I know that many people love avocado, but avocado toast is the only possible option for me when I don't really mind eating avocado, but I haven't really liked it before. But I try to, I really try to pursue myself that this is something that's going to nourish my body. And you obviously don't need to do that, but I was really just trying to incorporate more healthy fats into my eating habits in general. I'm just giving you an example of what worked for me. I really tried to imagine what is this food going to do with my body nourish-wise and nutrient-wise. And what I also think is really important in terms of recovery is to take it always just like step by step and day by day. Don't overwhelm yourself with this feeling of I will never have to, I will never be able to eat all of my favorite food. Recovery doesn't mean you will never eat your favorite food. It's quite the opposite. What you want to learn is to eat every food, every kind of food without necessity to binge on it. I think it's really important to break free from the mindset that if you have a piece of chocolate in a day, then it means you somehow screwed up and that the whole day is ruined and that now you can eat whatever you want. If you had a chocolate, you had a chocolate because you felt like it. No big deal, move on. It doesn't mean you now have to binge. Try not to focus on losing weight or looking toned or eating less. Focus on eating to the point that both your body and your mind will prosper. Please keep in mind that these are just some of the few tips that helped me 
and I'm not claiming to be an expert and obviously this may not work for everyone but I really do believe it's important to have a good and positive mindset when you want to recover from an eating disorder. Misconception number six is that eating disorders are all about food. I honestly understand if anybody thinks that because yes, eating disorders are about food. Food plays a huge role in it because otherwise it wouldn't be called an eating disorder. But food usually becomes just a mean or a way how to reach something else. Food can become a way how someone controls their life. Control over food gives us this false sense of having control not just over our eating habits but also over our life or our emotions or over certain situations or even over people I guess. We can use food to control our appearance because we believe that how much we weigh and how we look reflects how good we are in life and how successful or how attractive we are. Food is also a common way how many of us deal with emotions, which is called emotional eating, which basically means we eat when we're feeling stressed, anxious, nervous, sad. We can use food as a way to suppress our feelings. We may search for comfort in food. Food is always there. We know what to expect from food. Food doesn't judge us. Food makes us feel better about pretty much anything. When we eat, we don't have to think about anything else at least for some time. I also think there is a tight connection between an eating disorder and perfectionism and the desire to be perfect. So food is something that gives us this false sense of control. Sadly, once we start using food as a way to control our emotions and a way to control our lives, it's when we become controlled by the food and by the eating disorder. And you might have noticed that even though at the very beginning it started as you choosing what you will eat and what you won't eat, later it all got way beyond your control. I want to say that eating disorders are not really just about food. I think there is more into it. Misconception number seven is that people can only have one eating disorder. I'm not really sure how common is this kind of misconception, but when I was dealing with anorexia, I never thought that I could ever develop another eating disorder. I used to think that you can either have anorexia or you have bulimia or you have binge eating or orthorexia or some other type of eating disorder but I never thought that you could develop from one to another and if you don't know there are many types and subtypes of eating disorders for example orthorexia, binge purge, subtypes of anorexia and many others. If you like to know more about this I leave a link in the show notes to an article that explains this in detail and and better. If you are someone who struggles with an eating disorder or struggled with it in the past, you know that many symptoms can be typical for more eating disorders. For example, people with bulimia can binge as well as people with binge eating disorder can binge. And also people with bulimia can try to restrict their food intake just like people with anorexia. For example, I was somewhere on the border of anorexia and orthorexia in my perspective and later on I was at the edge of binge eating and bulimia. I didn't throw up but I exercised a lot and I was 
very restrictive of what I was eating and I was trying to compensate, which is, I think, the non-purge subtype of bulimia, but I'm not sure. I found a really interesting article on this that basically suggests that you can experience many signs from multiple eating disorders, but usually you are diagnosed with one which can later develop into some other type of eating disorder. So if you'd like to know more on this, because I am no expert by any means, I'll leave a link to the article in the show notes. Misconception number eight is that recovery is impossible. I left, in my opinion, the most important misconception at the very end, because I think it's so important to mention. And that's the misconception that recovery is impossible. I think this is not as much a misconception that the general public have rather than a misconception that people with an actual eating disorder may have. It's not rare to kind of lose hope throughout the eating disorder recovery. The whole process is definitely difficult and challenging and in case you relapse or when things don't go according to plans, we may we may end up asking ourselves Will I ever recover or is it really possible to get better? Will I have these thoughts forever? And I want to say that yes, I believe it is 100% possible to recover. It's not easy, but it's possible and it's definitely worth it. The recovery will look differently for every one of us. We may find some things triggering. We may not feel comfortable with some other things for a long time. But recovery is possible. I know that from a perspective of someone dealing with an eating disorder, it may often feel like super lonely and you may think, how are all these people able to recover while I keep failing each and every time? But you know what? It's okay. The recovery process will be different for everybody. We all need a different amount of time to recover And it is really about the baby steps and about small victories and accomplishments. Together, all of these makes a huge difference. I think that there still is a stigma around the mental health issues, including the eating disorders. And therefore, it's really important we talk about it and that we have these kinds of conversations. Breaking the eating disorder stereotypes and Setting the misconceptions straight is hopefully going to make more people understand it. I've said it in the previous episode, but I'm going to say it again. What we can do to contribute to breaking the stigma around eating disorders is to educate people, educate kids in school, teenagers, adults, because eating disorders can be developed at any age and regardless of the gender, so it's important to break the stereotype that only young girls have eating disorders. Another thing we can do is to share our experience and be supportive of people who are in the recovery process. I always want to hear your feedback, your thoughts, whether there's something you don't agree with or maybe something you would like to hear in the future episodes. So if you have anything like that in your mind, please send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. 
You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination and self-love at bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye.